The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. As you just heard, I'm your host, Anthony Corona. And wow, it feels like it's been forever. It's really only been three weeks, but man, with convention and pre-convention and post-convention and all kinds of other great stuff, it feels, I don't know, like at least a month. But um, this is our third annual convention wrap-up roundtable. But we thought we would do things a little bit differently this year instead of speaking to some of our leaders and then opening it up for you know our membership to, to talk later on in the second hour. We decided to just open it up to everybody for the whole show. Hopefully some leaders will be here listening to our opinions, our thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. And I am really excited to actually start the show out with an interview with Ryan Cordell. Those of you who participated in uh, the convention via Zoom or via ACB Media may have heard about Ryan. Those of us who were in person in Omaha barely got to meet him. (laughs) He was flying from room to room, hour after hour, day after day, making sure that, uh, or helping Larry and Rick to make sure that our convention was able to be heard all across the country and all across the world. So I thought I would invite Ryan on so that we could get to know a little about him since so many people heard him and heard of him, but barely got to get to know him. So welcome to Sunday Edition, Ryan. You might have to hit that got it button to unmute. There we go. Hi, how you guys doing? (laughs) Doing good, man. How you doing? (laughs) <laughs> you'd think I would have figured this out by now. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, thank so, you guys so you much know, for having me. I got, to, so much I got to meet you and get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I got to meet you in, you know, in Florida at the FCV convention, got to get, you know, got to get, got to know you a little bit, but um some of our view, you know, yeah. some of our listeners, they've heard your name, but they don't really know too much about you. So <laughs> let's start out with, you know, where are you from? What do you do? Um, I was born in Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm for the most part, I'm a professional guitar player. Um, but when I'm in town, I do pro AV for conventions and weddings and, you know, anything that somebody needs to put a speaker up for. I, I'm pretty much there in my town to do that. So what's, uh, you know, what's, what's your, what's your main gig? Do you tour? Do you do session work? So my main gig is I tour. I tour, I'm a touring guy with uh, Virgin Records right now. Um, I've been doing that for about eight years. Um, and I'm going to be leaving again in probably three weeks to do Michael Bolton. 
Michael Bolton, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited ever, about it. Have you ever worked with him before? No, in fact, I just met him at convention. Nice. Yes, this year, actually. It was uh, like two weeks ago. It was very weird. <laughs> wow. You want to drop a couple other names who you toured with? <laughs> um, I did. Um, I did. I briefly toured with John Legend. Um, I did Billy Squire. Um, I was supposed to do Halsey, but uh, things got a little complicated and I couldn't do it. Um, and a whole bunch of dead 80s hair metal groups like uh, Cinderella. I did, it was a backup for Whitesnake for a little while. It's been a it's been a wild ride, but all I do is tour. All I do is go out on the road with them. I rehearse and I I play their live shows. Nice. What's the what's the best and the worst thing about being on tour? <laughs> well, the worst thing is being away from my kitty cat. Aww. I've got a full uh, statue cat named Samadala, and she is my world. And and being away from her is rough. And um, I've got a pretty strong family at home, which is how I got involved with florida or yeah fcb in the first place um so being away from them is rough but uh the best part is seeing places like omaha and doing really weird stuff in towns that you've never heard of it's kind of uh, it's delightful <laughs> what's the wildest thing you've done while you're on tour <laughs> Ryan, we are losing you a little bit. Illegal, apparently, while I was with John Legend. And, like, we all go up there, and there's these little tents, and there's these people that have these vendors, and there's all this stuff going on. And it looks so legitimate. So we're there, and we're like, this is really cool. And then helicopters came in, and we're like, hey, this isn't your rooftop. In fact, this is a corporate building, and you all need to get off immediately. So we were all detained for about three hours i had to come get picked up by a virgin executive which did not look good at all on my resume um, <laughs> but it was fun we were hanging out we were drinking i don't understand what the problem was yeah, awesome <laughs> so our national convention in omaha was a lot bigger a lot um more <laughs> adventurous let's say than the florida council of the blind convention were you prepared and, you know, and as you kind of got there and realized how big it were, what were your initial thoughts? <laughs> I was not prepared at all, actually. <laughs> um, I would love to be like, oh, no, I, I knew exactly what I was in for. I knew exactly what I was going to do. But I was not prepared for the size or the scope at all, actually. Um, I developed uh, with Rick, um, I developed the system that we use to talk to zoom and to interface with zoom uh two years ago actually uh at the florida convention um and it did not go swimmingly the first year um it it went i mean it worked it happened and we did it um but there was a there's a lot of little hiccups and things like that um this year it went much much better so i figured oh man this is going to be perfect this is going to be wonderful we're going to go to convention and we'll just do this only more. And it, it kind of was that. I don't <laughs> think I was quite ready for how much more. We had a lot of rooms going at the same time, uh, a lot of Zoom calls that needed to be open within 15 minutes, and there's only one of me. So it was a, uh, it was a little overwhelming. But overall, I have to say, I think, aside from some of the general session rooms, I think we handled it pretty, pretty professionally. 
for the most part. <laughs> I'd say so. How many pounds did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my my fit. I don't know how many pounds I lost. In fact, from all the Omaha steak I ate, I probably gained a couple. But uh, I know that my Fitbit said I walked the distance of the Serengeti within the first week. So that's a fun thing that I did. <laughs> Nice. So you, you've kind of grown up adjacent to and in our community. Was there anything about national convention that surprised you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and for the most part, it was how, you know, you, you hang out with, uh, I hang out with a lot of blind people and I'm around them a lot. And for the most part, most of them are very reserved. Most of them wait for you to approach them, so on and so forth. That was 100% not the case at this convention <laughs> no, nobody was reserved by any means everybody was was happy to be there they were looking to communicate they were looking to talk and hang out with people they were looking to explore and just be and i honestly fell in love with that with just that concept and just that you know feeling in everybody it was very uh it was very cool what are the top three things that you're going to remember forever about this experience <laughs> <laughs> um, well, bar hopping with you is definitely going to be one of them. <laughs> um, I don't think I'll ever forget that one. How are you guys? Um, but uh, okay, so bar hopping definitely. Uh, watching Rick just get scared when things started echoing in that grand session that was a that was a brilliant look on his face. Um, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Oh man, and probably how hot it was in that walkover. But yeah, I knew once got, I hit that walkover, yeah. I was like, finally, I'm going back to my room. This is a good heat. So, <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of Rick and Larry, and, and I'm going to kind of throw Deb in this, you know, the crack Absolutely. team. Um, what do you, what, you know, what do you want to say to them and, and oh highlight for those of us, you know, just how much work you all did? Oh my God, Rick got there. I got there Wednesday, you know, and then convention basically started Thursday, right? So I got there Wednesday. Rick got there Monday. And he he had all the gear. He had all these these huge um uh uh road cases full of computers and microphones and cables on cables on cables. I mean, probably five thousand dollars worth of cables that we used to try to make all this thing run. Um and he just had to get there and organize things. And it was an unbelievable amount of work. I can't believe that he did it alone for three days. Um, and then, of course, Larry sitting there trying to figure out his computer the entire time, trying to work on digital interfaces and actually getting to the Internet and things like that. We're running the same stream through three and four different computers. And he figured that out without, without much hassle at all. Um, there's also this guy, Lance, I don't know if you guys ever met him, but he was in registration for most of the time. And he kept track of every one of those little rooms over in, um, the Hilton for us. I mean, he was on point. He made sure every one of them ran. I mean, the team that we had was just unbelievable. I, I, I thank them so much for making this little idea that I had become a reality. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So will you be back for uh, our next convention in Schaumburg? <laughs> well, I, I better be. I hope you don't hire someone else. I definitely, uh, I'm, I got pride in this now. 
<laughs> but yes, I would in the game. To. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And I would love to, I'm absolutely, I am, I am all in. In fact, I want to make it bigger and better next year. I want to add more video. I want to add video in the smaller rooms. I mean, I just think, you know, what we did was unprecedented for where conventions are today. I mean, even for completely like Microsoft conventions and things like that, they did not and do not do what we attempted to do here. So to be and, a part of it. And pulls off magical. successfully. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it just to be a part of that is just, it's magical. It's, it's, it's brilliant. So I will so, absolutely be back if you'll have me. <laughs> nice. So walk us through a day. What time does it start? You know, what, you know, besides breakfast, what, what are the first things you do and what time does it end? Oh no, I got to be there before breakfast too. Right. So I wake up at about six. I, uh, I go. So yeah, I wake up about six. I uh, throw on clothes and I even had like a little uniform this time. I just had my, my cell phone headphones in my jacket, put it, threw it on over whatever I was wearing that day, race over, try to get to the convention center about 6.30, turn on every Zoom room, uh, turn on all the microphones, rechange all their batteries, make sure they're all working, make sure all the computers are logged in and actually the interfaces are interfacing, right? Um, and then I start breakfast at seven. So then immediately upon starting breakfast, I race over to the general session. I resync all of those microphones, put more out for, or take some in, depending on what we're doing that day and who's talking. Um, get all those interfaces running, reprogram a Zoom room, get it open for their 8.30. It was about their start time every day. Um, and then while that's happening, I get it started, make sure everything's going fine. I stay there for about an hour and a half. And that was usually when I ate breakfast, just at the tech table back there, slamming down some breakfast sandwiches from the place below. Um, then once everything I knew was confident, everything was going well and Rick didn't seem scared, I could uh, run back to the rooms, make sure all the place settings were okay, actually get some of the Zoom rooms open and live. Um, do another quick test, go back to the general session, finish it out. And then everybody comes out and starts going into breakout rooms. So then I have to go around and start every session 15 minutes before it starts. And there's eight, nine rooms, I think there were nine rooms um, split between the two. So I had 15 minutes to make it to nine rooms every hour and a half. <laughs> Wow. So, uh, and, That's why you were flying through the halls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like, and some of them were staggered, which I really liked, which we will be doing more of next year. So I don't literally have to start five sessions within 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, so I'd run around. Um, then during that hour and a half, I'd usually just assess problems in the main room. Or I would go back to my room and try to pass out for 10 minutes. Come back, look at some... Uh, look at some presentations, hear them, see what was going on, do a little bit more tweaking. Um, and that went on again, every hour and a half till seven o'clock at night. And then whatever random thing they were doing, they had like a, a tailgating party I had to set up with some music. They had a, a karaoke two or three nights in a row. So whatever they were doing there, I would have to refit a room for whatever special occasion was going on. And I usually end about 10 o'clock 
head down, eat some dinner, get to bed about 11, get up at six and start it all over again. What surprised you the most? Honestly, what surprised me the most was how easygoing everybody was. I mean, like I said, I'm doing nine sessions within 15 minutes. So one one or two, I think actually only three sessions the entire time were about five minutes late and nobody was like, this is horrible. The convention's ruined and blah, 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 blah. Like it was, everybody was so nice. Everybody was so accommodating. Everybody completely understood that what we were trying to do was a little more tedious than a normal convention. And they were just wonderful to me. It was really a beautiful experience. So unfortunately, you really didn't get to experience much of the programming itself, having to troubleshoot one from room to room, et cetera. When the podcasts come out, is there anything you're looking forward to you know, listening to? Oh my God, the dog training. I tried to stay in the room for all the dog training sessions. And I made maybe one of them all week. And I just am fascinated by that. So when they all do finally come out, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to tune into a bunch of those. All right. Are you up for a few listener questions? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Chanel, who's up first? Yes. First up, we have Jane and then Charlene. So go ahead, Jane. Jane Tolino. Yes. I just, um, I turned on my video. Can you, can you see me? I can see you. Well, I just am sending you the biggest smile in the <laughs> whole world for what you did and how you did it. And I've got my, my guide dog, Dash, under the table, and he would give you a lick and a promise. If you were here, I would allow it. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you. That convention should go down in history. It really, really should. I just kept going, holy buckets. They just are working their tails off. I don't know if you have a tail, but <laughs> I don't anymore. Uh, yeah, I well, bless you as you as you carry on doing what you do with guitar and all the other stuff. And I, for one, am looking forward to next year's convention in person. I couldn't be there this year, but I already have it on my list. So <laughs> I'll come looking for you and promise not to trip over your wires. <laughs> we'll have we'll have a awesome. drink. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. <laughs> Chanel, Next is Charlene Ornelas, then we'll have Sheila. Charlene, yes. you may unmute. Yes, it was a wonderful convention. I watched the whole thing um, via Zoom. It was my link. I did it all remote. I do have one question for you. And I also did a quick attend to the NFB. And the difference was at NFB, I could hear inside the main convention room. But at the ACV, I couldn't hear the audience and, you know, in, in the main room. Do you know what the difference was? Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. That is just not something that I planned for. Um, I didn't put the microphones up for, um, for audience review. I didn't think about the claps. I didn't think about the screaming because, man, you guys are loud. Um, but I didn't, think, <laughs> I didn't it, that was just not something I planned for. Actually, it's funny you say that when um, I was writing an email uh, a couple days ago uh, about everything. And I was like, you know, I think what we need and in the breakout rooms were the same kind of deal. I think what we need is uh, donkey mics. They, 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 it's actually a little more um, obscene than that, but we call them donkey mics. And they're these, 
uh, unidirectional microphones and you put them around the room and they pick up ambient noise. And we didn't have that in any of the breakout rooms. We didn't have that in any of the uh, general sessions. So I think that's definitely something we're gonna be adding next year. And it helps, uh, it helps with people asking questions. It helps making you feel like you're actually there in the experience. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely something we need to do. Um, it's, it's interesting that you noticed that. I like that. That's good to know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, um, that was a fabulous convention. Well, good. Thank you. That was, a, <laughs> that was a great question. Sheila, you're up. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> 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 um, I just want to say how proud I am of you. Oh, thank you. This is all because of yours. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my aunt, Sheila, by the way. This is the, <laughs> the only reason that I am involved in ACB at all is because I've been watching this woman um, not struggle her entire life with blindness. And uh, I've always wanted to be a little bit more involved um, than I have been. And I finally figured out a way I could be. Well, I think you grew wings through that convention for sure, <laughs> because I've yeah. never seen any room I was in, you were there. And I was like, how did you get here so quick? You were, I just saw you in another room. How did you do that? So I really <laughs> think you grew wings throughout the week. How long did you sleep when you got home? That's why. <laughs> oh my God, two whole days. My friends called me and they were worried about me. They're like, listen, you're not at the bar and we <laughs> anyway. know you're back in town. <laughs> I love you, buddy. You did an awesome job. I love you too. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more question for Ryan and then let him go get some more sleep or head off to the bar or whatever his Sunday is going to look like. <laughs> Our next hand is from Ray Campbell. All right. Well, uh, Ryan, uh, first of all, as second vice president of ACB, if I have anything to say about it, you will be in Schomburg next year and I'm from <laughs> Illinois so hopefully we can make that all work out but uh, no awesome job I mean what we did is this has been stated many a times was very much unprecedented my my comment is and I don't know if we can do something about this one of the issues the only one of the few issues that I had was when you had sessions like back to back on the same zoom account and the hosts would be, you know, doing their host changing and stuff like that. That was coming into the room. And for blind people, it makes it really hard to get out of a room if that's what you're trying to do. Is there any way, uh, I'd like to, one thing I'd like to look into is anyway, maybe we can turn off the feed into the room for like maybe five minutes or so, just to give people a chance to get out of the room and new people to come in before you bring up the, um, uh, the Zoom room uh, on the other side, because we were hearing all that through the PA, as I said, it makes it hard in and out of rooms. Yeah, you know what? That's actually a really good point. Um, in fact, going back to the whole 15 minute start time, basically there's a lot of times where I would have to open a room early and leave it and that you would get all that changing around. Um, I'd like to next year plan a little better, like with staggered start times for the rooms so that we can actually do that and professionally enter a room where it's clean and it, you know, everything is very, um, like you said, it just, it's user-friendly almost. Yes. You know what I mean? So that was actually another thing I put in the email. Um, Cause yeah, we, we, there are some changes that we, we definitely need to make, especially in the breakout rooms. 
Well, now, Brian, that's great to hear. And by the way, you're if you're a man that likes to go to the bar, I'll be glad to meet you at the bar next year in Chamber. <laughs> I like I like to do that a little bit too. So, uh, so great job. Thanks for great job by you and everybody on the ACB media team. I appreciate a wonderful job. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'll t- I'll take you up on coming next year too. I will. <laughs> So, Ryan, before you go, is there anything you'd like ACB to know about you or anything you want to say to the members of the ACB? I just want to thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of this and and trusting me as much as you did. I mean, that was a huge they gave me the key to the convention center, Anthony. I could open up (laughs) all the doors like I didn't even trust myself with that power. I was like, this is not good. I need to I need to put this down. (laughs) <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys so much for, for trusting me and for just allowing me to be part of what I thought was honestly a magical experience. Awesome. On behalf of all ACB members, thank you. You know, you did an amazing, along with Rick and Larry and Deb, like I said, and, and everybody. As President Spoon were. would say, hip, hip, hooray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Well, go enjoy your Sunday. Thank you so much for popping into Sunday edition. I really appreciate it. I know really just kind of wanted to hear your voice and get to know you a little bit. So this has been great. Well, I really appreciate that, man. You guys have a wonderful Sunday. I'm going to go hang out with my sister for her birthday, actually. All right. And speaking of birthdays, let me do a quick birthday shout out to Ms. Penny Reader. If you're out there listening, you know we love you so much. I hope you have the happiest of happy birthdays. And now it's all about convention and it's all about you, our members. So let's hear some comments, some, you know, suggestions if you have them. Um, let's, let's talk convention. And Chanel, how many hands do we have and who's up first? We have two hands. Some people have lowered their hands, but I'm sure more will go up. So let's start with Terry Pacheco and Kathy Casey will be next. Congratulations, Ms. Pacheco. I, I, this is the first time we get to speak since you've been elected. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you, Anthony. And congratulations right back to Rachel and Gabriel. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a, a fascinating run for the board, I think. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, I think we've, we've got a, a great team with the people that have, were already on it. And uh, I know, I think the world of Gabriel and oh, Rachel, I think that's all going to go really well. I have a question. Yes, Unfortunately, Ryan's already left, but maybe Larry might have an answer for this. Um, one of the things that I noticed First of all, I think they did an absolutely awesome job, beyond words, um, getting all of the audio going and most of the video. What I'm wondering about is, you know, when we're in person, people know who's in the room, that kind of thing. I'm wondering if these donkey mics that he's, that uh, Ryan mentioned, or some way, for people to know who else is on the webinar, who else is in the room and that kind of thing um, when we have the sessions. Obviously you wouldn't do this with general session, but especially when you've got uh, the special interest affiliate meetings, for instance, um, those kind, the, those presentations, um, people don't know who's, people don't necessarily know who's there. First we of all, did in it. a webinar, they don't. And we didn't. 
uh, in a couple of affiliate things for luncheons and things like that. And the people in the room actually went through and identified themselves and we had mic runners. Uh, and the same thing is true in Zoom. We didn't do it at the same time, I don't think. But it's certainly something that's possible, especially if we have the time to do it. Thanks, Larry. Sorry, before you go, is this... Oh, God. No, I was going to say, before you go, Visibilities isn't going anywhere anytime soon now that you're on the board, right? No, Visibilities isn't going anywhere. As a matter of fact, this uh, Friday night, we are going to have the new mentoring team uh, on to talk to those of us who have been around doing mentoring and that kind of thing for a number of years and to maybe interest some of our um shall we say some about a little bit more mature uh age-wise anyway um members in and becoming mentees and mentors so that's going to be on this friday night awesome so i'm going to ask everybody this before you go what really stood out session or or speaker what really stood out for you this year i thought one of the best uh sessions of the gazillions that I think I attended um, was the woman, she was a professor from Toronto, I think it was, um, who did the history of Braille. Uh, the uh, BRL, the BRL one, she was fabulous. She was awesome. absolutely fa fabulous. Uh, and, and of course, my good friend and former colleague at ACB, Dayal Mohammed's presentation at the general session was great. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Chanel, who's up next? All right, next up we have Kathy Casey. Kathy Casey and then Charlene Ornillas. Okay, good afternoon. Can everybody hear me all right? We can. Okay, Welcome good. to Sunday edition. Thank you, thank you. I, I really enjoyed listening to your show on Sundays. Uh, unfortunately, I've been... Uh, under the weather for the past nine months, and I'm going back home on uh, Wednesday. But back to, back to convention, um, I liked it a lot. Um, I can't pinpoint any specific program that I liked, but I just have one comment that um, I guess because of the technicalities and what have you, it just seemed to go on forever. It like started in the middle of June and ended in the middle of July and lasted for a month. It just seemed that way. Um, it probably didn't, but that was, that's just my one comment. And I was going to ask the other gentleman um, when he was on here, if he ran into <clears throat> issues with the hotel, with their internet, um streaming um bandwidth broad broadband width um because i'm wondering if that had an issue with um getting the feeds good from the ballroom no i think uh, larry had, could help it yeah we, yeah we had ethernet let's see we had Ethernet capability purposely. That's what we insisted on. So we weren't using Wi-Fi. We were using, in essence, e Ethernet. And so we had really, really good bandwidth. 
purposely. So that was not really the issue. We were lucky to have it and it worked well for us. So oh, that, that's um, good. But like, yeah. um, like the other person said before, yeah, it would have been nice to hear, you know, like the, uh, the audience's reaction in the ballroom when they had programs and stuff like that. But Hey, there's only so much you can do. I mean, you know, with what you've done and depending Kathy, on you, you will hear it eventually because we have three different feeds and the feed that you heard had some issues with it, which I'm not going to go into because it's, it's pretty technical, but in essence, we do have another feed that we're working on getting now that has the room audio and the podcast that you will eventually hear will be a mix and match of the best of those feeds. So in essence, it'll be as if you're there live. That's mm. the goal. That's the goal. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the podcast, but uh, no kudos to all of you. And uh, I, I do not envy you guys doing this every year, doing it both ways. It was a challenge and a half I can imagine. And, and then some. Thank you, Kathy. You know, Larry, while I have you here, do you want to shout out the folks that are going to be doing the editing and, and you know, give us some basic um, idea when some of these podcasts will start coming out? Or not. <laughs> All right, Chanel, who's next? Sorry, I had the wrong pod up. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Hey. Uh, it's going to be a little while because in essence, what we're having to do, especially as it relates to the, to the banquet and the general sessions, which were in essence, the problematic ones, uh, we're going to have to do a mix and match of three or four different feeds. And not all editors can do that. Some who have just begun editing, you wouldn't throw that at them, but the people who have, some of us who have been around a while will in essence go back and forth between the best of those feeds, take them and fix them. So it's going to be a little while, but we are working on that procedure now. Also, there's a procedure as to which stuff comes out first. Generally, it's been general sessions and banquets, and we're hoping that that will still happen. We're working through some of that issue uh, this week. In essence, we're getting together to start, start, start scoping all of that out. We're handing stuff off to editors. So, you know, let the fun begin, but, but it will get done. <laughs> Uh, it's just going to take some time, especially as, because we didn't expect that to happen. We had it planned out in terms of what we thought would happen, but we knew there were going to be some hiccups, but we didn't know what they were. And so then it was a matter of reacting and trying to fix stuff. And uh, the AV team in uh, Omaha that we hired and Ryan and Rick, in essence, did the you know 99 and 9 tenths percent of all of that and you know, I couldn't be prouder of the job that they did because it, in essence, it was a react to something that happened. How do you fix it? You got to identify it first and then you try and fix it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. And we have to go back and find another avenue. So I'm impressed, incredibly impressed because I'll tell you this and then I'm sorry. I, I, you asked me a question and I've gone for a minute, but that's what you get when you ask me a question. Yeah, that's uh, all right. I've chaired 30 radio, old-time radio conventions, national conventions. When I began on this team of people with Dan and Eric and Janet and a bunch of, about three months ago, I looked at Dan's agenda and I said, you've got to be kidding. You re and they, of course, they've done this now for years. This was my first time. And I said, you're really going to be able to get all of that stuff done? I mean, the, the agenda went on for pages. And they are so organized and so in sync with each other now because they've done it for a while. 
they actually got 99 and 9 tenths percent stuff done. There's very little that we didn't accomplish. And then the hiccups. We all knew there were going to be hiccups. That was, that, that was a given because when you do something on this magnitude, it happens. And Ryan exact, is exactly right. Microsoft doesn't plan and do stuff to this extent. And they're good. They're really good. So uh, what we accomplished based on everything that happened over the last week, I was so incredibly proud because I didn't expect it all to happen. And in essence, it pretty much did. So good stuff. And, you know, we're going to work on the things that didn't work and fix them for next year. You know, I'm, I'm convention chair for, for Blind Pride BPI, and, you know, we ended up having to cancel two sessions because of technicalities within our, I can't imagine how Janet keeps it all together. I mean, the hugest of huge shout outs, Janet, if you're listening, we all, every, all of us think you're amazing and how it all got done and got done really, really well is just a testament to hard work of everyone, um, you know, from President Spoon all the way down to one session, one person, all of us. We should we should be internally clapping and, and really, really celebrating. All right, Janelle, who is up? Next is Charlene Ornilas. Yeah, I have two solutions for stuff that was mentioned. One is... Uh, to um, during the early part of the uh, sessions where they talk about how to raise your hand, how to uh, um, mute and unmute and all that. Also mention how to exit because anybody can exit without having to, that way they can keep the rooms going and stuff. All you have to do is, you know, hang up or hit your exit button. Everybody's got one. And then the other one is for quick roll call, especially on the Zoom part, whoever's got it, um, managing the computer for the, you know, letting people in the host, that's what I was saying. Uh, whoever's the host could just read through the list real quick because they got both lists, the um, attendees and whoever's presenters and stuff like that. So the lists are right there for them. They could just read through it. That would save time. Thank you. Great points. What was, what were highlights for you? Uh, it was, it's hard to think of one highlight. It was a fantastic um, convention, and there's a lot of really great speakers. Um, I thought the new TV that's out, can't even think of the company, but the one that can talk and do all kinds of stuff that they gave away one of, that was fascinating to learn about. Sometimes just learning what's new out in the world is, is very helpful, and some of the improvements for the uh, GPS getting, you know, for navigation. Awesome. Thank you. Chanel, who's up? Next, we have Phil Jones. After Phil will be Ray Campbell. Okay, hey, good Phil, afternoon to, to everybody. This is a great discussion. I want to tell you, there was a super extraordinary convention this year. I can say that after having attended 30, I can say that. And uh, and I did, and you, uh, Larry and John and Rick and so many of you with ACB Media and other people that you had working with you. Again, a triple capital, super extraordinary job. I mean, you obviously, you know, it, it takes so much great teamwork to get something like this done. And it's been proven now that it can be done and it will probably get, you know, easier as the years go by. And you know, you expected, you know, some problems. That was, that was uh, the way things were going to be. And uh, you, you, uh, 
learn immediately how to fix those problems and uh, things that didn't work this year. Certainly, uh, we'll be able to work next year. I've no doubt about that. As far as the highlights for me, I'll, I'll tell you, there was there was just so many great sessions that I attended, but what I enjoyed the absolute most, certainly I enjoyed the hospitality, the great camaraderie we shared. And even though I was uh, on the convention verbally this, uh, virtually this year, I, it really just felt so much like I was there with the folks in their hospitality room. And the presentation that Ray Fouché gave that morning of the session was very super. And we had a tremendous question and answer session with him that afternoon. And every time I go to the convention, I always want to meet the talking book narrator because as Ray did and so many others over the years I've met, I'm also very much reminded of how much the talking book program has meant to me ever since I was a little kid. I think the only thing, we've been over the resolution stuff about a billion times on on the lists and other calls. Uh, I think that uh, maybe that's something that we could use uh, a couple of resolutions a day as a backup plan, provided that the uh, uh, elections get done as early as they did. And I don't think everybody expected to be done, finished by Monday, but they were. So uh, that would, I would just say a backup plan just in that case. And that's pretty much my take on the whole deal at this point. There's so much more I could say, but I don't want to take up all the two hours. <laughs> well, thank you, Phil. I, I, I agree with you. I think if um, if we consider doing a few resolutions a day, and you know, one thing I definitely wanted to point out today is ACB did an incredible job of getting the information out to us. You could access the resolutions in so many different ways. Um, you know, they were on they were on the channel. We had the open discussion. So I urge everybody next year to to take advantage of the information, you know, before we get to resolutions, because, you know, a, a good amount of time could have also been saved, um, you know, for questions that that really were answered and the materials that were given to us beforehand. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you, Phil. I'm so glad to have you here on Sunday edition. And hopefully in Schomburg, we can do a big Phil hug. That's what I'm working on, trying to get there <laughs> next year for sure. All right, Chanel, who's up? Next is Ray Campbell after Ray will be Herbie. Okay. Um, well, um, thanks, uh, Anthony, for the opportunity. I'm mainly here to listen and uh, as a leader, take any input that folks have. Uh, about the convention. Uh, first of all, Kathy Casey, you're not imagining things. The convention did go for almost a month. Um, and I really believe that we need to look at some ways to shorten down the convention. Um, but I, I challenge all of you, myself included, though, if we're going to do that, you can't have sacred cows. There are going to have to be some things that maybe we don't do that we normally do. So uh, just be thinking about it in that way and um, stuff. Um, so um, second of all, uh, um, one comment that I have, and I know that the audio guys were had so many balls in the air this year and stuff, but please, 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 let's not forget about our people in the rooms that need assistive listening devices. And let's make yeah. sure that those are working and that, and that there's somebody that's available. One thing we did a couple of years ago and it worked really good was to have somebody going around and available 
or if anyone had a problem with a system listening device that they could get, they could raise their hand and somebody would come help them uh, get it tuned properly and that sort of thing. Um, let's let's please not forget about because those people that that's their access and we need to make sure that we always remember that um, and stuff. And I know I know we'll do better on that because, uh, like I said, there were so many balls in the air. Oh, highlights, Anthony. Highlights. Um, well, unquestionably, the session that was my highlight was the multicultural affairs session that they did Wednesday yeah. afternoon, right after lunch, about Native American history. Man, yeah. it just gives you a whole new perspective on, you know, some of these things you hear about, like pipelines and things like that that people want to do, and then you hear that perspective, and it is like, man what what we as as americans it's 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 frankly shameful what we as americans have done to uh, the native americans and um just to get to hear some of that and um you know i i really made myself listen i i you know have been one sometimes in the past maybe who's you know put up my defenses oh we didn't do that we're not that bad but you know you really listen and let people you know tell you the history and well-read and well-researched people, um, it is it is shameful what we've done. And we need to somehow, you know, we talk about reparations in other cases. We need to figure out how to, reparations for some of the indigenous peoples that, um, and stuff and people and how people have been affected. But um, that unquestionably was this highlight session for me. And um, all in all, uh, great convention. And I'll just take this opportunity before I mute myself to say, I want to see all of you in person next year in Schaumburg, Illinois. <laughs> We're going to do our best to put on a great convention for everybody. Thank you, Anthony. Well, before you mute yourself, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, you know, we, we highlighted the ACP media team at, up to this point. Can you say a couple of words about Deb Cook-Lewis and how much work was involved, you know, for her putting all of, you know, all of the Zoom sessions together, et cetera, et cetera. Well, well, I'll, I'll try. I don't want to forget about everything that the, the things that Deb does. Deb's just awesome. And um, she is, I mean, she, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is she has to, I believe by hand, create like panelist invitations and send them out. And so you think about all of the different people that need, Panel, panelist invitations. Many of you who go into the webinars, maybe you maybe you know, maybe you don't know that there's a whole other side to that webinar, which are, are the panelists that are actually presenting. And um, those those invitations have to be created by hand. And you know, if somebody loses one, um, it's 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 you know, then she's got to send out another one. So. Uh, yeah, Deb Cook Lewis does just a ton, a ton of work. And not only that, this year she was also uh, keeping track of speakers on resolutions and stuff up on stage working with Dan. Yep. And uh, just, you know, I can't, her and Dan, I think, stood up there for like nine hours. And it's just amazing what uh, somebody asked Dan if he's going to go to the dance Thursday night. He said he didn't think, I, I think he said he didn't think his feet could take it because, no, Deb is just, Deb really, really does a ton of work. And while I have, and, and while I still have the mic, I just want to say to I, all the hosts on our, all of our Zoom hosts that kept these sessions going, and people like Chanel and like um, uh, all the other ones. Now, not only did you do what you normally do, which is raising, keeping track of hands and all that stuff. 
but you had to read these codes, beginning and ending codes on a lot of sessions. And just to make sure that that got done, I didn't see any sessions where that uh, that didn't happen. So no, Deb is absolutely awesome as, as, as is, and Rick too, because I think Rick sent a few of those out as well, but um, you know, Deb, Deb, Deb's great. Thank you, Ray. You bet. All right, Chanel, who's next? Next, we have Herbie Allen. After Herbie Allen will be Karen Campbell. Okay, I apologize. I could just set it all a bit of with theatrics here. For the hosting team, the streaming team, Deb did a wonderful job uh, keeping things organized on the streamer side. This is for you guys. Nice. All right, all right. Yes, it it, it really is well-deserved. You know, guys, there was a lot of hiccups, as have been alluded to, but this was an historical first, our very first hybrid convention. And at the end of the day, I feel like we made it work. What? Your file's still playing. Yeah, I know. Here, there. (laughs) Okay, fine. If you don't want the applause, you're part of the people that are... Okay. Um, Anyway, so I I feel like it actually went really well. I... You know, I Deb did an amazing job. I there's a couple of minority opinion things though that I have. One, I actually liked the timing of the convention. Um, the pre-convention, like the ritual side, was really helpful to me as a streamer, getting warmed up for doing the actual convention because I knew it. I had an idea of working out the. A lot of internal stuff with like how to handle transition streams and stuff like that that we do not do for the community calls and so that was a really helpful warm-up thing for me to kind of learn what worked and what didn't work type thing for me so that was uh, very helpful and it just kind of you know built up the excitement for the actual convention so i i really liked that and the timing, well, I mean, we had a full slate of programmings, and so, yeah, we did kind of go over a little bit with resolutions, but I felt like, I mean, if, if I had to be honest, I'd say the virtual way of running resolutions is actually a little bit more fair, because I think you can keep more accurate, accurate records of who wants to speak and whatnot, but I could, I there was some interesting snafus that we learned from that, such as the ability to or inability to yell stuff from the floor and get people's attention. But uh, again, this is our first year in a hybrid convention. And so with how things went, I was guessed a little bit disappointed and am a little bit disappointed just to hear the narrative, oh, I wish you were all there in person. Because I felt like I was able to get the full convention experience that I wanted, at least, by, you know, from the comfort of my own home not having to worry about some of the extra stress of travel and all that. And this, uh, and you know, so I felt like I was just as much there as the people were. No, maybe I didn't get to go on the tours and do the bridge thing or whatever. And that would have been cool. Definitely. But I still got to go to meetings. I still got to attend general session and it's things like that. And so I personally felt like the job that the media team did in keeping us all included was done very well, despite, you know, a couple of glitches that happened. And they didn't throw in the towel and say, oh, we can't do this. They kept fighting through. Um, yeah. The other thing. Highlights. Wait. Oh, God. 
I was going to say highlights. Highlights. Talking book narrator. Um, that was one of my highlights. Um, the excitement uh, Saturday evening, I, even though the convent, like I thought that was exciting, just the enthusiasm that Dan had starting it off. I felt like it really set, helped set a good tone. Um, Bits had some very good programs, I thought, with the technology presenters, and especially Friday. Uh, karaoke was fun. It's playtime was uh, definitely uh, very interesting. And so those were just some of the highlights for me. Like I said, it was overall, I thought it was a really good. Oh, International Voices. That was another yeah, very was interesting great. one. Hearing people's stories. And it, it's a reminder of what this country is about. And so that was another highlight for me. And, so, Herbie. Yes. Oh, God. I was. Finish your point, then I'll ask you. Yeah, one other quick thing, though, I did have. Somebody had mentioned earlier about keeping tabs of who is all in the room and who is all on Zoom. Uh, You know, so I also got the opportunity to present for the first time in a national convention as uh, doing the uh, cooking thing with Janine on Monday. And one of the things, though, that I definitely have seen from both sides is the timing aspect. And so I would say if that was going to be done, that should really be done like in the background because I, you know, I, I, what my concern would be is we don't want to time is so limited to begin with that. That that would be my concern over that. And then there's people that just maybe don't always want to identify themselves after for, you know, for various reasons and stuff too. But anyway, um, so those are, those are my thoughts. I kind of agree with you. Um, you know, when we have speakers, professors and government people and, and things like that, I think, you know, I tried it both ways, um, you, you know, in sessions that I was running or, or a part of. Um, and honestly, it, it actually it actually went better when we weren't trying to run the mic around the room and introduce everybody, you know, for for lunches or breakfasts where we're sitting there and we're not on stream and we're not listening to the presentation during yeah. um yeah, that, you know, that that's appropriate. That works. But I, I, I think um, trying to do it in breakout sessions when we have an hour and 15 minutes, uh, we want to get to questions and answers for a lot of them. So that that would just take up a little too much time. What I was going to ask you was to throw that applause back up because, um, you know, Cindy, Colby and Belinda also um really really added to this year's convention with the hospitality with the playtime with karaoke with being available with answering questions and also to our acb staff who ran the registration and vicky who did the desk the information desk there's so many people i i'm sorry if i am leaving anyone out and if i do and you've got your hand raised please check me but yeah thank you for that extra round of applause herbie and we can end it there. Chanel, who's up next? <laughs> All right. Karen Campbell is next. Uh, Deborah Armstrong will be after her. Hi, Karen. Karen, you're still muted. Let's go on to Deborah and then and Karen we'll come back. get yeah. muted. Yep. Good morning. Oh, I'm in California, so it's morning. My, I have two suggestions for next year, but I would like to echo all the appreciation I've heard for the commitment, dedication of all the people who worked on the convention. 
but I don't want to go on and on about it, but I still feel very strongly about it. Um, next year, you know, we got to donate on the webpage to various uh, affiliates that were putting on programs for the convention. We got to donate for the newspaper. And in fact, I ended up donating $10 to a lot of these different causes because, oh my gosh, I wanted to donate to so many. So I thought, okay, I'm going to spread it out so my budget can survive. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad that I couldn't donate more, but I tried to donate to a lot of them. Why don't we have a category on the registration page so you can also donate to the hybrid nature? Because I'm sure it costs more in maybe running out to buy an extra cable. Even if most of the workers were volunteers, I'm sure you had a few contractors involved. So let's give us an opportunity to donate to the hybrid nature of the convention so that those of us who are home who are enjoying it uh, through Zoom can feel like we made a contribution to that. My second suggestion for next year is I think I had too many glasses of wine before I read the program because I am a tech and I should know how to do this. But I was really struggling to read the um, convention page online, the, um, you know, the, the program. And I finally figured out that the problem was, and again, I think it was too many glasses of wine, but the problem was that the table of contents would be replaced by the particular content you had selected. And I think there should be a little note there saying for you clueless people, and I'm not clueless if I remember to read it when I'm sober. Um, this is why uh, the table of contents went away. And in the same place on the page where the contents was, you will find the content that you actually clicked on. I'm sure visually that's very obvious, but that wasn't obvious to me. I'm back on mute. Thank you so much. Those are great suggestions. Thank you. Karen, were you able to unmute? I have just sent right. you an unmute request. Uh, be sure that you get the got it button. Um, otherwise, we can go ahead and go on to area code 651, last 3059. You may unmute and ask your question. Hello, this is Janet as in convention coordinator. I came in stealthily on my phone, and I just wanted to say I am enjoying so much listening to all the comments about the convention, and I'm making notes, and... Deborah, I like your idea about being able to make donations. The best way to do that on the convention um, registration is to become a convention sponsor because the other things that you mentioned, such as the different affiliates, those go directly to the affiliates. The sponsorship is ACB goes to directly to ACB to be used for convention expenses. So you can be a convention sponsor at any level and from $500 to $25. And that, you know, can certainly would certainly help with our expenses for the convention for all convention expenses. And, and yes, especially anything for, you know, technology. So that's a very good idea, but that's the way I would suggest um, donating. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Nebraska host committee. You didn't see yes. a lot. You know, ACB Nebraska is a small affiliate. They had four, five people on their host committee and you might not have seen what they did, but they did an outstanding job from getting, helping to get volunteers to getting all the braille writers that we needed in the various, uh, various areas of the convention to getting a lot of the items for the goodie bags, um, getting the PA system for our bridge walk and so, and helping with door prizes. So many things that they do 
behind the scenes that nobody really knows about. So I want to say thank you to them. And of course, I, you know, could not do this convention without, excuse me, my convention committee, without the AV people and without staff. I mean, everybody just did an amazing job. And all the affiliates and the committees, and you talk about all the work that Deb Cook-Lewis does, and I certainly see how much she does. And as Ray said, yes, all those panelist invitations she has to generate individually. And thank you to all the affiliates and committees who got your information to me timely. And because it was such a such a big event, to those of you who I kept bugging, sorry, but you know, I was trying to get the information for Deb. And of course, when there's last minute cancellations or changes, which does happen at any convention, you know, that's that's an extra layer of Zoom links that need to be sent out. And yeah. I was listening to my last thing I'll say, and then I'll be quiet. It was um, Ryan's idea about staggering the start of conventions. And that is something of sessions. And that's something we thought of, you know, that could, would be, a, is a great idea. However, in hybrid land with the expense of having the hybrid rooms, we had four truly hybrid rooms and to be able to get all the sessions that we wanted to, we did kind of have to do them back to back to back. Otherwise we wouldn't have been able to have as many sessions as we did that were hybrid. And as Ray said, you know, we'll, we'll rethink this next year. There may be some things, you know, we're, we're just going to have to try to figure out the best way to do this for everyone, um, including the number of sessions that we have during the convention and, the length of the convention. I've heard good and bad things about the first three Zoom days that we had. I think that was a great, especially for some affiliates who wanted to have virtual only sessions and for those who had their um, business, business meetings. meetings. So, yeah. yeah, but I am so glad to hear that everyone enjoyed the convention and thank you all very much. Well, Janet, before you go, um, you know, you've yes. been at this for a while now, you know, three successful virtual presentations, this one being hybrid, we, we worked in the in-person. I, I just think you are absolutely amazing. You deserve wow. another of Herbie's round of applause. Do you want to <laughs> shout out your team? And can you also shout out Marjorie and her team? They were amazing. Oh. Marjorie, who is our accessibility coordinator, and all the people that she got at the airport. Yes, I had great volunteers going back from from the airport. Of course, like Rick, I came in several days ahead of time, so there were no volunteers when I came in, but no. <laughs> um, and then Sally Benjamin and her volunteers that she got during the uh, for the in-person convention. And this year it was a little more difficult to get volunteers. People are still, you know, people aren't traveling as much. I know we didn't have quite as many volunteers as we maybe w would have liked to, but the ones that we had were really fabulous. Uh, Michael Smitherman and our exhibit hall. Nobody's mentioned the exhibit hall, but boy, I think that went really well and I hope people enjoyed our virtual exhibit um, exhibitor open house that we had on Wednesday before the um, virtual convention started and then the um, exhibitor loops that we had that uh, with Michael and Larry Gassman's help and 
uh, and I, we put these loops together um, that were that you could listen to the recording. And this year we had a phone number that you could call if you wanted to leave a message for an exhibitor uh, to get back to you. And that's all courtesy of Michael Smitherman. Rhonda Trott and her amazing tours. We had some, when we first started talking about Omaha, I know people said to me, well, what are we going to do in Omaha? Are there really places to go in Omaha? Well, we sure found some great ones. And I think, you know, that was, that was, uh, we had some tremendous tours and they always sell out right away. Vicki Prahan and the information desk, she did an outstanding job. And then we had several people who did information desk virtually who got phone calls and manned those. And that was kind of an interesting, uh, we had never done this before where we had a phone number that was forwarded to several people at the same time. And I know there were some glitches with that, um, but that seemed to work out well. And again, you know, it's all, all a learning. It's a learning experience. And the Minneapolis staff, and um, I mean, they just, did such a such a great job. Nancy Becker and her staff are extremely dedicated, and Absolutely. you know everybody just works really hard. Well, thank you, and, thank you, thank uh, you. It was a it was a great convention. So thank, thank you, and I'm going back on mute. Uh, Bye. All right, Chanel, who's up? All right. Um, so, Karen, if you're having trouble, you'll need to either press uh, tab I six. I think I've or, got it now. Okay. All right. So th- next uh, is Karen, and after nope, Karen will be the Linda. Got it button. Yes. <laughs> um, I like Ray would like to echo comments on the uh, assistive listening devices. Being someone who uses them, um, there were glitches with that. And I know this being first time we've done what we did this year, I knew there were probably going to be glitches, but that's something I'd like to uh, definitely see worked on. As for the length of the convention, um, I thought it was the convention that would never end. Uh, A little too long in my opinion. And some of that, I think, just my personal opinion, I think has to do with the special interest affiliates. And I know some of them want to do stuff virtually. I think some of them still need to look at their governing governing documents to see A, if they can, and B, if they want to, um, make it so that they uh, can meet uh, outside, they can hold their meetings outside of the convention. In other words, they don't have to be linked. There are some affiliates that have done it and some that haven't. So that's an issue for each affiliate. And my highlight highlight for the convention, I think uh, the Multicultural Affairs Committee uh, Program on Native American History. Awesome. Really forced you to think. Thank you so much, Karen. You know, I'm I'm part of um, two different affiliates that moved their their business meetings to a different part of the year, and it it seems to work out for us. Um, So, you know, I think that's a really great suggestion for affiliates to at least look and see if it might be more beneficial for them. Thank you so much, Karen. You're Um, welcome. I'm part of some affiliates that have done it as well. Yeah. Um, I think we said Lynn is next. 
Yeah, Linda Faust, and then we have David Kingsbury after Linda. Cool. Welcome, Lynn. Linda. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. We can. All right. Well, <laughs> um, I enjoyed the convention a lot, and there were so many activities that were awesome, and I congratulate all those that worked so hard on making the convention a success. Um, the things that I would like to mention, okay, uh, I'm uh, wondering if, um, I had trouble hearing some people during the convention. Um, I, I do the virtual thing. And I know that there were a lot of glitches to be worked out, which some of them did get worked out. But I would recommend that people that are actually at the convention that they get closer to the microphone and people that are doing Zoom on the phone. I mean, that's always hard to hear. You know, it sounds like an echo chamber and I don't know if there's anything that could be done about it, but it would be great if, if there could be something done about it. Um, and moving along, uh, Anthony, I love the seminar on dating, but I'd like to see conversations about uh, Decided people and dating be continued because I felt like we just kind of uh, dropped it know, in the middle. Yeah, it yeah. was. There were there. It was like there, mostly it was stuff I already knew, and it was like, no, you know, we need to continue the, this discussion because sighted people need to know what to ask blind and visually impaired people about communicating if they can't read them. Like for instance. I have nystagmus and my eyes roll around all over the place. So I can't stare at any, you know, look like I'm looking at somebody, et cetera. Um, so it's just a comment about that. Um, and well, I've actually got good news for you on that front. We're going to rerun that program as a community call. And then the following week, the panel that I spoke with is actually going to join me live for a second community call that will be all question and answer. So please join us and, and any questions you have or, or any topics you want to talk about, they'll all be there live. <laughs> and when is the first one, please? Um, I think we're going to do it in two weeks and then you know, the following oh, week will be the next one. But stay tuned. Look at the community emails. Um, you know okay. me. I put everything out multiple okay. times. So you'll see it. <laughs> okay. And um, about the um, length of the convention, I, I found even though I love the convention that it was too long. I mean, like when you're doing Zoom and you have to do everyday stuff like appointments and things like that. And it lasts for two weeks. It's, it's difficult. Um, even though I know everybody did the best they could for the time being, but I just kind of felt like, you know, the resolutions thing was way too long and the zoom sessions. I mean, I'd like to be able to see that incorporated with the whole convention rather than have it be a separate thing to cut down on the number of, uh, days that the convention uh, is taking place. And last but not least, you know, what happened to uh, sound and sight impaired? They didn't have any kind of programs. And I'm like, man, I'm disappointed. <laughs> so that's it for me. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Next up, we have David Kingsbury, then Shirley. Yep. Hello. Can you hear me okay? We yes. can. Welcome. Okay, because I was hearing little messages that my uh, 
Uh, my Wi-Fi is a little unstable, so I hope I don't cut up. So for me, um, the biggest highlight was simply the fact that ACB rose to the challenge of trying to put together a fully hybrid convention. And that's not a trivial question. And of course, there were um, hiccups, uh, inevitably. Um, but I think the fact that over many years, ACB has um, invested in media, ACB media. And over the last two and a half years or so, uh, these community calls came along. So I think media and communications is really an important part of the ACB culture. And maybe like other people, I occasionally take a look, see what the competitor's up to. And NFB, as far as I could tell, really opted for pretty much completely in person. They, they sort yeah. of had a um, some token um, hybrid stuff, like for an hour or two every noontime or so. Um, but I think, you know, given that the, the investments that ACB has put in over the years, uh, I think the organization is in a good position to continue doing hybrid meetings, which in my own uh, opinion really is the future. While the competition is, I think, a bit mired in the pre-COVID past. Um, so simply the fact of trying to rise to that challenge, hiccups and all, for me is, is the main highlight. Um, low lights, if that's such a word. Um, I also agree it was too long, can't be too long in the future. But if it goes back to one week, can't have two entire, you know, the equivalent of two entire days uh, devoted to resolutions as happened here. Um, Ray Campbell mentioned that we shouldn't have sacred cows. He, he may disagree with this because I think one of the sacred cows is the way we've done resolutions for years and years and years. And it's a discussion for another day, but not for today. I think the whole process from beginning to end of how resolutions are generated, debated, um, monitored or not, um, needs to be looked at. Management of resolutions during the convention, that's one issue, but I don't think it's the only issue. So thank you very much. I, again, I congratulate the ACB media folks. Great job, some hiccups, but of course we learned from hiccups. David, do you echo my sentiment? Do you think that we were given more than enough information and that the information was available um, you know, in, in many forms so that, you know, as far as being able to access and, and understand the resolutions, we, we had what we needed if we so chose to, to access it. If you so chose, but that so choosing is part of a big issue that I think goes back to how, how the, uh, the Zoom meetings are done up until the, the convention comes. And then simply the fact that the resolutions weren't, weren't just made available on a web page. I, I think the, the day or two before, uh, to the leadership list, these just one email after another, uh, one by one, just came out, and that was just really chaotic. So um, I think that's the easiest part to fix, just you know how you can send them out a few days ahead of time. But again, I, maybe I'm in a minority, but I, I sort of think the whole resolutions process is broken from beginning to end. But what all that is, that's that's a different conversation. Well, shout out to the resolutions team, because I know that they worked really hard. Shout out to Gabe and my Gabe, who helped translate them all into Spanish. And shout out to Guillermo, who read them all for us. Um, I thought, you know, he, he did an excellent, excellent job of reading them out for us. So thank you so much, David. Chanel, who's up? 
All right, next up we have Shirley. After Shirley will be Melody. Star six to nine. Thank you so much. There we go. Um, I ha guess I have a couple of things I wanted to comment on, and some of them already have been addressed um, uh, or addressed. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I would hate to see the start time scattered. I think that could be a little bit of a, a nightmare because it's it's a lot easier as you're going through times to keep in your head that um you know this program starts at uh, you know 3:30 and the next one is the next set of programs are going to start at um you know five o'clock or whatever it is so i i hope that stays that way i realize what the person was going for that mentioned it but um um, you know, obviously you could solve the other problem a, a different way if you needed to, um, you know, by having audio off in between or whatever. I'm not the technical one to know how that works, but I'm sure there are people here who do. Um, the next thing is the, the length of time. I definitely saw that as being problematic and, you know, I'm not out there working in the world, so I can't imagine the ones that you know, have to go back yeah. to daytime jobs and things like that, especially for the resolutions time. I know that Dan was very concerned um, about the fact that, you know, if we moved uh, resolutions and put them in between things, you know, like we have at some other conventions, um, because, you know, it had been told to everyone that this is when we would have them. But if we told people at the beginning that, you know, you need to stay tuned during specific times of the day and that some things may have to be, you know, moved around depending on time factors, which we did with some of the speakers and so on and so forth anyway, um, you know, so if we let them know that ahead of time and, um, maybe, you know, at certain times of the day made announcements like, you know, there will be um, resolutions if we have time in between, uh, you know, different things going on or whatever. Uh, and they knew that they needed to listen, um, you know, those times to be able to find that out. Then I don't see anything wrong with putting those things in, in between, um, you know, in order to save time. Because, this stuff takes up an awful lot of time and the way we do our voting, boy, I, I, I just wish, I guess that, um, you know, that we voted <laughs> by people, whatever the vote was, uh, rather than going to all these affiliate votes. Cause Matt, that takes yeah. up just an amazing <laughs> amount of time, but I realize you're talking constitutional changes and everything else that would have to happen for that. An affiliate ballot, you know, <laughs> whoever the right, delegate right. is fills out an affiliate right. ballot. Yeah. And I, I guess the last thing I would want to touch on that nobody has really mentioned, and I'm probably going to get myself in trouble, but, um, I, I know that another organization that met at the same time we did definitely had stricter uh, protocols for COVID. Now, in saying that, I don't know how much that helped them because I haven't exactly. seen their results. But I, I do know that, unfortunately, we had a lot of cases of it afterwards. I don't know if they did or not. As I said, I can't talk from that angle of it because I don't know. But... You know, hopefully, if we're still in this realm next year, which 
hopefully we would we won't be but i sure don't see that it's going to get any better anytime soon i guess it's something i think we at least have to um look at and i know that that's something the board um you know needs to to do it's in their bailiwick so um anyway i wish everyone the best that that went there especially those who got sick and i hope nobody's in too bad a shape so I guess those are the main things I wanted to touch on. And thanks for allowing me in today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. So Chanel, who is up? All right. Next up is Melody E. Holloway. Then we have Traveling Terry. Hello, Anthony. Hi, thank Melody. you so much for doing this. I appreciate you, Paul and Terry, for allowing members to speak our opinions that we get this opportunity. Um, as far as let's just get the healthy criticism out of the way, I wonder if resolutions could be staggered maybe three to five a day during general session. I know that would take away some other things or if there could be a separate the whole hybrid thing with resolutions is just it's, it's tough on everyone involved, um, especially for taking time for debating and points of order and clarification and things like that, which is it's necessary. I wonder if there could be a separate zoom session before or after conventions just for resolutions and if maybe the resolutions could be posted on lists and read by Guillermo over ACB media maybe a week prior so people could just have a chance to really yeah. get them down pat I know it depends on how many resolutions come in as far as how many to get done a day if that were going to be possible and I'm not going to know that until they all get in each year of what they are um as far as affiliate voting I know it was hard on me with everything going on trying to take care of six special interest affiliates and my state. It was, okay, I got to get this done now for each vote. I really got to be on it. Um, I, as far as highlights, um, Furry Tales, Chris Snyder's audio description session, that was one of my favorites. I did not get on it again on the 3D audio excursion because I can't have headset sound or even phone directly channeled in my ears. I have hearing damage. I don't make known. Um, and the history of Braille call, that was one of the most interesting, enlightening calls. Yeah. Um, I'm all about Braille. Um, and I missed out on the, the VPI dating call. I noticed that there was Zoom trouble, at least at the beginning, and I couldn't hear Leah. And it was probably five, 10 minutes I waited and I left. I didn't want to have to leave. So I'm glad that you mentioned that it's going to be in a couple community events because that is, it's interesting. Um, the Judy Human is she's one of the most phenomenal speakers. I wonder if I might seek her personal assistance somehow. I love her. Um, and Janet Rhonda Trot, congratulations. Um, <laughs> Anthony, of course, congratulations to you. <laughs> Took care of Thank that. I'll never be done taking care of that. Um, your your description was phenomenal. I could go on for hours. Um, and um, I I think I gave two forty six of my supplemental benefit dollars to the convention sponsoring it silver level and everything else. And I don't mind doing it and purchase three form raffle tickets. How could I not write in three articles? So anyway, I do hope that everyone recovers from COVID and that, you know, it, it's, it's hard to understand people with masks now in person if I'm sitting by someone even, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a feat and just getting hit so severe. I, I really care about people. And I also agree kind of with David's sentiment and also raise, I don't know that it necessarily, if he meant that people were missing out over Zoom, but meeting people in person for the first time that you just want to know that socialization, I crave it. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Before we go to Terry, I, I definitely want to shout out President Danscone as well. I think, you know, grace under pressure, man. Um, you know, he tried a couple of different ways, um, especially with the resolutions, to make sure that there was, a, a, you know, involvement from everyone and that it was um, fluid, I, I guess is a good way to put it. But um, grace under pressure, President Spoon, if you're listening, kudos, kudos. All right, Terry. Terry, traveling Terry from Florida, and then Terry Pacheco. <clears throat> Thank you. I was just waiting. Which Terry? <laughs> <laughs> well, all I have to say is maybe a lot of people are not going to say this, but thank goodness the convention was as long as it was because spending five days in a hotel room was not my ideal first national convention. <clears throat> but I yeah, want to say thank you. That. to. Well, it's nobody's fault. It happened for a reason. Um, it was very tough. Um, it was isolation kicked in really bad and it was just amazing. Sometimes I would hear people walking down the hallway and talking and laughing. And I'm like, oh, they were having fun and I'm in my room. <laughs> but um, what I wanna say is, is thank you um, to everybody for making things happen and stepping up. I was a delegate for <sighs> ACB Diabetics in Action and um, Danette Dixon stepped up for me and my voice was gone and she stepped up for my panel and. Um, Tom Tobin, our president, stepped up, and just everybody, yep, watch out, them sugar warriors, we're still number one, and we have only six <laughs> shirts left, we have mediums and larges, so if you want a t-shirt, go to our website, because they're limited edition. Um, my highlight was, um, I met this amazing young woman, she's 28, her name is Jessica Dial, and she was just really amazing, she was on the student speaker and I met yeah. her and her mom the day that I checked in and they were just great. Um, my second best moment was working out in the gym with one day it was uh, Clark, Leslie and Donna with me. And it was just so much fun um, collaborating together and getting our sweat on. Um, Anthony, I didn't see you down there those couple of days, but you had an excuse. You weren't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I made it to the gym a few times, and I also got to meet Jessica. I think she might be listening, so shout out, Jessica, if you are. But go ahead. Yeah, Jessica Dial. Yeah, she's definitely an upcoming um, leader in our in our organization. She's great. She's with the hand radio team. She's with students and um, next generation. And and I have to honestly say, I'm really appreciative that ACB Media. Um, does everything hybrid now because I was live but sequestered <laughs> yeah. so um, it was really hard there was a lot of tears shared um, but I just have to say thank you to Leslie Spoon she called me um, almost every other day to check on my status um, and that's the part where I think was the biggest opportunity of improvement um, is we need to create maybe some kind of team that when you have that many people statistically, you know, something may happen and yeah. we should have a small team that's dedicated yes. not to give first aid, but just be like first aid responders. Cause when I first called Janet, poor thing, she's like, I don't know <laughs> where to go. And, um, but that's something we can talk about later. But I think with everything that happened, um, we are really blessed. And just to let everybody know that, um, the other convention <clears throat> had the same. Had a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
they did. And um, I believe that um, the vaccine helped once I got the antiviral, um, my symptoms were very minimum. Um, I never had a fever. Um, it's just because of my asthma. Um, I just lost my voice because of all the coughing. Um, but otherwise, it was, um, it was tough sitting in that room. And I love meeting Larry and John and, and having steak dinners. And um, it was fun. <laughs> a lot of people that we've awesome. met and a lot of magic happened in Omaha. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to next year. Thank you. You know, I want to take a moment to shout out Byron Lee, who is usually my cohort on Sundays. Um, unfortunately, he's he's still dealing with the after effects of COVID. Hopefully he'll be back here next Sunday. Um, and this year he was a JP Morgan. So he was sequestered as well and, and didn't was not able to highlight, you know, the we got him on FaceTime during during the um during the reception and we tried to, to we tried to involve them as much as possible gabe and i and other bpm members were bringing food and gatorade and all kinds of stuff but it it really did um it really it, it really was a little bit heartbreaking for for those of you that were sequestered in the in rooms um i, I know people were checking on you and i'm really grateful for that anthony akameen of hawaii by the way um big shout out to him he was checking on everybody that had COVID and making sure they had snacks and gatorades and stuff so just wanted to say that i know the other terry <laughs> terry pacheco is up next you can uh unmute and say hello <laughs> um I, first of all, I wanted to um, comment on David Kingsbury's statements earlier. I think he's 100% right uh, on just about everything that he was commenting on as far as the resolutions are concerned, as far as the length of the convention, whether you were there or uh, in person or virtual. I know I ended up taking eight days off from work of my vacation time, because even being virtual this year. Uh, and, and that's, a, that's a, you know, a big undertaking for a lot of people who do it, whether they're doing it virtually or in person. As far as resolutions are concerned, I think he's right. I think we, there are ways that we could go back to something that might be its own hybrid that would be more similar to the way we've done them in the past and in including them in part of the general session. I do think um, that the general session in general session in general does need to be completely re looked at. Um, I've gotten an awful lot of comments from people about the general session and what uh, improvements that could be made to it. And, you know, some things that are good and some things that need to be improved upon. But the other thing that I do think is that though we are doing it hybrid, there are reasons that we need to at least let people know when there is, um, and I certainly hope we do this for next year, when there is a breakout, especially when you look at the breakout this year of COVID is we're talking over 10% well over 10% of the people who were there, um, that it probably closer to 20% of the people who were there. And so we should be looking at doing things, at not encouraging things that we've all known all for the last two and a plus years are 
spreaders of it. Um, I think it's, it, I thought it was very unfortunate that Dan was uh, the first night did that, the big scream. Um, yeah. So much of hugging. Those are exactly the reasons that, and I think it's irresponsible of us, quite honestly, not to have put out over the first couple of days, at least, at least an announcement over the PA system in the general sessions, something that we do have cases of it. And, and just so that people have some better informed choice on it. I really do think that we need to do that. But as far as the resolutions are concerned and other sacred cows, as Ray puts it, um, of the convention, I think that there are a lot of things that we can still not have to sacrifice that can be re, uh, we just rearranged yeah. things and I think we'll be much better off. I think it would be great, great improvements. It's been a fabulous convention. I think we can make it even better. <clears throat> wow, excuse me, absolutely. Um, you know, if, you, if you're out there listening and you're enjoying oh, this conversation. Oh, mm -hmm. God. I'm sorry, one other really important thing that I wanted to say is, mm -hmm. again, the media team is just so phenomenal. I just don't want yeah. anyone to forget that the holiday auction the, the money that's raised in the holiday auction goes to the media team and we should absolutely support that auction in whenever it's going to be late November, early December. Um, that That's, I think, one of the best ways that we can thank our media team for all that they do first year round. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you're enjoying this conversation, I'm going to do a plug for... Uh, uh, Paul Edwards, Larry, and Rick, and Tuesday Topics. I know they will be having a similar conversation on Tuesday. Chanel, who's up next? All right. Next up, we have Ron Brooks. After Ron will be Carla Hayes. All right. Ron, welcome. There we go. Had a little trouble finding the button. Um, so good morning. Uh, first off, I, I just real quickly want to just acknowledge a couple of things that um, I don't know that I've heard. Uh, one of the things that I, I think is important to keep in mind is, you know, we're able to, to provide criticism now based on the fact that we can actually do things like vote now and vote now is really um, awesome. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful for that, uh, for that opportunity. Um, just real quick, my highlight, um, I had a couple, I missed part of um, Judy Human, we had some stuff going on here at home and we were virtual for the conference, but she was really good, the parts I heard. And I loved the Eiffel Tower presentation. Um, the Eiffel Tower thing was, or not the Eiffel Tower, I'm sorry, uh, Statue of Liberty, it's French, it's all the same. Anyway, Statue of Liberty was really awesome. Um, and um, it's fascinating history that I hadn't heard. So that was really, really cool. Um, just a couple of things. First off, I agree that um, there are things that we can look at in terms of the um, you know, sacred cows, as Ray called them, you know, we spend a lot of time on affiliate voting. And I think they're, given the use that we're having with technology, there should be a way to make the affiliate process go more quickly. Um, I know that people love the pageantry, but the pageantry takes an awful lot of time. Um, and I think that we should be thinking about that. Um, I also felt like, um, and this might be another sacred cow, you know, we have presentations that are kind of standing presentations. 
scholarships used to be an hour on one morning of the conference, but as we've gotten more scholarships, which is good, um, that becomes a much bigger commitment of time. So I think that one of the things I would like to see maybe the convention committee or whoever is appropriate do is maybe survey the membership on what type of programming they'd like to see in general sessions. Cause I felt like mm. that general session programming, um, it, it might be time to really give that some thought. Um, in terms of like what kind of content, how long should presentations be? Um, I agree with comments about spreading out the resolutions. I think there's a lot of work there, but I also think that we did a really good job this year of getting resolutions out early. Um, and, you know, people, we also had a lot of people participating for the first time because yeah. it was virtual. So you had a lot of people that maybe didn't quite understand what was going on or what was expected. That's a learning curve, it'll get better. Um, and I also think that that some of the resolutions probably, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a, an opportunity to look at that. Um, I definitely agree about the length of convention. It's too long. I had to miss a lot of it because I, I was working and we were doing some other stuff, too. And, you know, I personally would prefer to have a compressed week where I have lots of choices to make. And maybe there's hard choices because I have to decide what I'm not going to to attend. Uh, but having the thing spread out over, you know, the course of three weeks made the choices easier, but in some ways it made it harder because it's just simply too much to cover and, and too, too many other things going on. Um, you know, every year if we get a little bit better, um, that's progress. And I don't think we should beat ourselves up over the fact that there's three or four things we can do better every single year. So anyway, kudos to Absolutely. those who did the work. And, um, you know, it's always easier to, to talk about it than it is to do it. So I appreciate those who did the doing. <laughs> Yes, absolutely on that. You know, I think we, even with all of the presence that our wonderful ACB media has, yeah. I think we forget that, you know, in a few weeks, we'll be able to access the things that we weren't able. I know, you know, being a programmer and, and having as much responsibility as I had, there's so much that I'm looking forward to going back and accessing yeah. because I just one, wasn't able to do it. One more comment. Um, and this is a sure. toughie because, and it applies to me sometimes, but, you know, we there are some people who are really quick on the button on zoom. They get their hand up quick. Um, other people are a little slower. And I think we need to coach ourselves as participants and our hosts as hosts um, to make sure that we're a little more democratic at, at who gets to speak. Cause some people, um, you know, it's the zoom equivalent of hog in the mic. And we need to really think about the fact that mm. if we're going to encourage participation, we need to encourage it from everybody. And we need to limit people who are speaking on every single session, every single time, often more than mm. once. <laughs> That's one of my pet peeves. Although I do know that I talk a lot. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much, Ron. Mm -hmm. Chanel, who's up next? All right. So we have one person who hasn't spoken and then we go back to people who have. Next All up right. is Carla. Carla hey, Carla. You might have to grab that got it button, Carla. Yeah. Can you hear me? No, we there can't. We go. Okay, I'm sorry. The all day didn't work, so I'm doing the space bar thing. I was one of the ones that got Corona and not Anthony Corona. Although, <laughs> no, I wanted to I wanted to say one of the highlights was actually shaking your hand, Anthony, and thanking you for all that you did. And the mental health thing was great. And the tours, they were just um, both, con you know, the convention ones, Boys Town, I really enjoyed. But these 
um, online tours, these these described tours. Um, I I hope that they become part of the archives and the and I, I know there might be some that aren't um, allowed, but I'm hoping that we can have those tours um, on the convention cartridge and in the pod podcasts and things like that. And I was wondering about the progress of those. And as far as the length of the convention, I it was too long, but we shortened it too much um, before. You know, we went from you know, we, we shortened it by a day and maybe we might want to consider just a compromise going to maybe, you know, an eight or a 10 day convention, not a three week one. And, um, you know, compressing some things and encouraging um, and affiliates to do their business meetings offhand so we can do the fun stuff at the conventions. And as far as the um, the, the general session, I have some ideas. Why? What would happen if we had a business, quote unquote, a business block for the first half of general session every day where we did resolutions and we did, you know, the, the bylaws and, and things like that. And then we could still do the all day Thursday if we needed to, but then um, save maybe from 10, 10, 15 on for fluff. So that can mean like, um, you know, presentations and that way people that want to go to the exhibit hall. And I think we need to give them time to do that too, because those exhibitors make a lot of sacrifices to come to the conventions. And yeah. We have an idea even for the scholarships instead of having them as part of the general session. Why don't we have a big gala scholarship dinner for them and just have the scholarships have a scholarship presentation and a dinner? And then, you know, they wouldn't necessarily be um, in general session. We could we could acknowledge them in, in general session. Um, but, you know, maybe we could maybe we could think of things like that. And then there are just a couple other things I'm going to suggest, and I'm going to let go of them. Like um, I noticed in the Braille Convention program, and I'm assuming this is the same for the print on the cover, there was no mention of Omaha. You know, it was just um, here, there, and everywhere. What would happen? You know, I think we still need the, the host city on the cover, like um, Omaha, Nebraska, and everywhere or something. Um, I know that sounds silly, but I think there has to be some acknowledgement there. Um, um, that, you know, that um, it'd be there. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up is we need to go back. The only area that I see us lacking in information was hotel information. Um, when we got there, the phone didn't work for several of us. You know, there were some T-Mobile band problems because they were experimenting with a different band. And so some of our cell phones didn't work. And yet yeah. nobody at the hotel desk seemed to know how to, to get um, hotel voicemail. And, um, you know, there was no information about calling from room to room. And I know that some of the information may not have been forthcoming from the hotel, but it's nice to see what the various restaurants offer, the menus and the TV guide, you know, what um, what's on the various channels and voicemail and, the, you know, things like that. I, I would like to see that come back as far as information that we are provided. And I would have liked to have seen a few more announcements on the floor that, hey, by the way, several people are contracting COVID. Um, we're going to need to take some more precautions. So, so those are my things that I would say going forward, but I just want to thank everybody. And I don't think we should beat each other up because after all, this is our first year doing this and it's a learning experience. And I think we did great for a first year. And thank you for putting this program on too. Talk to you later. Mm -hmm.
Thank you. It was an honor to shake your hand as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> Chanel, who's up next? All right. So our repeats, we have, oh, actually, we have not had Deanna speak. So let's go to Deanna. Deanna Noriega. Hi, Anthony. I'm so sorry I uh, ended up not being able to take part in your furry tales thing. It just, you know, being at guide dog school, I couldn't do anything. And I ended up with so many emails in my inbox that I had to go through that I didn't catch the one about being on Sunday. So I apologize <laughs> so much. But okay. I think it's it's wonderful that we endeavor to try new things and that we learn from mistakes because it's it's a learning curve when you're jumping in at the deep end <laughs> and you're flying by the seat of your pants trying to make it all work. And I wanted to celebrate everyone who contributed their time, their energy, and their health <laughs> to make this convention work. And, you know, yes, there are things we could have done um but they are such draconian measures because COVID keeps changing and the um infection um capacity keeps improving for COVID and going down for us trying to dodge it um you know at my guide dog school we had to quarantine for the week before we left we had to take a molecular COVID test we had to have all of our um, shots up to the, the most current boosters done. And when we arrived, we oh, were only allowed to unmask in our rooms for the first week. You know, no. so yeah, they've never had a student come down with COVID while at the school, but they really, really work hard to make sure that happens. And with so many levels of people that don't believe that COVID is that terrible a thing, it's very hard to get that kind of cooperation that all of us wanted very badly to get a new guide talk. <laughs> so yeah, mistakes happen, but we learn. And that's all I needed to say. You know, as far as I know, thankfully, you know, nobody was sick enough that they needed to be hospitalized. Um, you know, there were no real bad out, you know, um, uh, infections. No yeah, one nobody was, needed to be on it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it is a learning curve. And if, if we are still in the COVID world next year, which it kind of looks like we, we were going to, I think, you know, the convention planning team and, and our board of directors definitely learned some stuff this year. Um, you know, one of the suggestions, there were water stations all over the place. Um, in the convention center, I would have had, uh, you know, hand sanitizer, the big bottle, you know, right there next to the water station, maybe, you know, a big sanitizer um, by the doors going in and out of rooms as well. You know, but hindsight is twenty twenty, and and scrambling to, you know, scrambling to make everything work. You're not ever gonna, you're not ever gonna have 100% perfection. Um, you know, having said that, I, you know, again, I'm gonna say it point blank, I think we did an amazing job for the first year doing this all together. All right, thank you, Deanna. Um, Chanel, who's up next? Next up is Janet Dickelman again, then Ray Campbell. 
Hello again. I just wanted to make a couple of comments. Um, yes, Carla, um, all but three of the audio described tours are able to be podcasted and they will be available shortly as podcasts. I was talking to Jeff Bishop yesterday and he's working on putting all that together. So yes, you will get to hear all of those. I did send the hotel several times a sample um, welcome letter from what we had in 2019 and 2018, but unfortunately they were doing the college uh, World Series just before our convention and they never got it to me, although I did request it several times. So, um, you know, and I definitely hope to get that next year um, from the Renaissance in Schaumburg. And I just want to say uh, to Traveling Terry, yes, you're right. When you asked me about COVID, I said, huh, I don't know what to do. But then, of course, I immediately looked up phone numbers for you. So I didn't leave Terry hanging. I just wanted people to know that. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it, thank you for all the positive comments. And, uh, you know, yeah, COVID, COVID was made this a very interesting convention and we did as soon as we had outbreak we did immediately send message to everyone who was attending the convention in person to let them know that there had been that there was covid and each time i did alert the hotel and you know the convention center so you know they did a lot of deep cleaning that people may not have noticed but i know they were doing a lot of cleaning at yeah. night when people weren't around so um, you know we did the best we could with it and i know many people ended up with it um myself included so after i got home so you know it's just unfortunately one of those things which is very frustrating but i think we did the best we could but you can always learn and a shout out so to the hotel you. and the convention people yeah absolutely a shout out to the hotel and the convention people because they really they they were nice they were attentive they tried their best um they really did and, and <laughs> a lot of things have things. changed with covid and with staff yeah. i mean things aren't yeah. the same as they were when contracts were signed several years before and they won't be the same at other hotels because hotels just aren't you know, replacing all the staff and have changed a lot in their housekeeping, you know, as far as only cleaning the rooms, you know, not cleaning rooms every day. And, you know, there's just been a huge change in the hospitality industry. Well, I I really hope that, you know, as as we navigate this, this COVID world, you know, um, we have grace. Um, I know you had yes. grace. I, I feel like I had grace. I think we all could use a little bit more grace. And yes. I was really, really touched when when President Spoon spoke about kindness on, on the convention yes. floor too. You know, was, we, we just have to have a little grace sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Kindness and patience. <laughs> and <All> flexibility. Right. <laughs> flexibility. You. I'm going back on mute now. All right, Chanel, who's up next? All right, for next for now, our last hand is Ray Campbell. Hey, um, sorry to pop back into the queue. I'm I'm kind of like Ron sometimes, one of those mic hoggers, but you know, uh, it is. I just wanted to respond to a couple of things, uh, make a couple of comments and respond to a couple of things I've heard. Um, and um, just first of all, as far as COVID, um, I'm aware that one other big conference that happened um, before ACB, once they started having cases, they flipped immediately to mask required 
And I think we should have done that. In fact, I will tell you that on the board, uh, when we talked about the in-person part of the convention, I said it should be mask required in the um, meeting rooms and common areas and that kind of thing. Um, but that's not the decision that was made. And I think, uh, again, like you said, Anthony, I think we all learned, um, you know, about this. I mean, I, I'm one of these people that believes, unfortunately, that COVID is going to be with us for uh, quite a while. And I think that, you know, everyone needs to, um, as we move into, I mean, you know, frankly, thinking about things like leadership conference. And that's a whole different animal than convention, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. you know, how we do that and how we do uh, conventions next year. I think, part of, I think one of the bottom lines for me is that people are going to need to assess their own risk and uh, you know, that, they, that they're willing to take and, you know, how they want to protect themselves and their loved ones and, um, you know, make their decisions accordingly. But the other side of that, we all need to respect that, those decisions. So if somebody's wearing a mask, um, please respect that. That's, that's their decision. That's the decision that they've made. Um, and likewise, if somebody's not wearing a mask, um, you know, respect that as well. It's, it's um, just, it's just a really, kind of a, a it, it's a tough world and you know and nobody ever is the first pandemic we've had in like 100 years or so um as far as the affiliate voting i i want to come right out on a limb and say this that as far as i'm concerned now that all members can vote i think we can affi eliminate affiliate voting because every member has the opportunity to vote but that's a that's a discussion for <laughs> the Constitution and Bylaws Committee to have, because there's a lot that has to be untangled in the Constitution and Bylaws to make that happen. Um, as far as the resolutions process, David, I don't disagree with you. I think that we need to take a whole look. I think there's a lot of things that were put out ahead of time. Uh, uh, Ray, you've gotten, there we go. You're to handle that? Yeah, you got muffled. There we go. Wow, I didn't know I got that. Um, anyway, as far as resolutions, David, I don't disagree with you. I think we need to look at the whole process, but I'll also say something else. I think that if we're going to take the effort, make the effort to put out information ahead of time, folks, please read that information and make sure mm -hmm. that you understand it. And if you don't ask somebody, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm not clear on this. Uh, could you explain it to me in that? Um, I felt like, uh, I felt like that we spent, a lot of time doing clarifications, points, of information, and not actually doing real debate on resolutions, um, which I want people to understand certainly what they're voting on. And then we had a couple of cases where we just cut off debate and nobody got to speak to the resolutions if they were concerned about one side or the other. So I think we got to be careful there. But uh, and the last thing I'll say is that um, as far as the length of the convention, um, yeah, I think we can, you know, Carla, the reason we've shortened it is that's what people said they wanted. They wanted a shorter convention. Um, remember, folks, cited conferences of cited people are, aren't this long. Most of them are like three, four days, maybe five at the most with CSUN, which is an assistive tech conference. So um, I just I just think that, um, you know, having that little bit of perspective, heck, heck NFB only went six days. So um, I think that there's a, definitely a lot we've learned. Um, I've certainly been taking in a lot of the information that you've all shared, and I appreciate you sharing that. And appreciate just to thank you, everybody, for sharing their, th their thoughts and their comments. I think it's very helpful. It's going to certainly be helpful to those of us on the board 
Um, and that, and Herbie, I still want you there in person next year in Schomburg <laughs> and, and everybody <laughs> with that, I'll go back on you. All right. Thank you, Ray, for being here. Really appreciate, you know, taking the time out to and bringing some of this information back to the board, I think is going to be really helpful. Though, you know, there's a new board member right here in this house that'll be bringing some of this information too. <laughs> All right. I think I heard another hand or two go up. Chanel, we have probably yeah, time we, for one more. Well, we have five minutes and our next hand is a repeat person, uh, Linda Faust. All right. Linda, you may unmute all day. Okay, well, we quickly, um, about the resolution and the debates, and, uh, I got a sharp voiceover up. Okay, speech is off, yay. Okay, so um, I'm wondering about like community calls before the convention, you know, like not too long before the convention about debating the resolutions, getting the meeting of the resolutions, yada, 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 in order to shorten the time of, you know, the meetings at the convention about the resolutions. That's all. Well, there were resolution calls, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, I think um, we can probably do a little bit better of making sure that, that people know that they, they're happening and when they're happening. Um, but that's a great point. Thank you so much. So I would, I would like to repeat to everyone out there, you know, if you're enjoying this discussion, Tuesday Topics is also holding their own version of it on Tuesday. Um, I want to say congratulations to the board members, the new board members. And I want to say, you know, congratulations to the convention planning team and, and all of the leadership for, for pulling it off. Um, I would like to also acknowledge, you know, the person who gracefully, um, walked away after after their election. I thought that was really awesome. And, and the words that she spoke after that, Cecily, um, one of the J.P. Morgan Chase people as well. Uh, the third Sunday in August, I believe that's the 21st, but don't shoot me if I'm wrong. I will be um, having all of the J.P. and D.K.M. Um, people here on Sunday edition, along with Kenneth and some of the members of the committee next week. Auction winner Andrea DeClotz will be taking over Sunday edition for her not 15 minutes, but two hours of fame. Um, I am really excited to see what she does with the show. And I will be back in two weeks with another great Sunday edition. Everyone have a great week. And if you are still suffering with COVID, our prayers go out to you. Please be well, drink a lot of fluids and everybody. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to be there in person and meet everyone that I've talked to for the last couple of years, it was that was an amazing thing for me. Um, obviously, fairy tales and the mental health programs were real highlights for me. I'll be back in two weeks with another great show. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media. Stream One. That's American Council of the Blind Media or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episodes drop every week at 1 p.m. on Sundays, and you can email us at Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Let's brunch again together next Sunday.